Hello and welcome to Bo Sox Rocks Podcast, where we talk about Red Sox and all things Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Robbie, and let's get on to the show. Hello and welcome. Today, I'm here with guest Tom Pacillo. How are you doing today, Tom? Doing well, Robbie. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Thank you for coming, too. Welcome. Pleased to be here. Now, I have a few questions I'd like to ask you before we get started. Sure. Go right ahead. Now, you grew up as a Red Sox fan. Who were your favorite players when you were growing up, and who's your favorite player now? Well, when I was growing up, I started to become a Red Sox fan in 1978. So, of course, that was the famous Bucky Dent year. But some of my favorite players on that team were Jim Rice, Fred Lynn, Carl Ostrowski, of course. And then later on, I became a fan of guys like Wade Boggs and Roger Clemens when he was with the Red Sox. Um, that evolved in, in some later years to players like Mo Vaughn and John Valentin and Nomar Garcia Parra. I was a huge fan of his in the 2000s. Um, and then of course the 2004 world championship team had a number of special players, um, Trot Nixon, Jason Veritek, Tim Wakefield, Billy Miller, um, in, in addition to Big Poppy. And then I became a fan of Big Poppy, um, big fan of Big Poppy over the years. Um, and one player in particular that I was a huge fan of, especially in his prime, Pedro Martinez. Really, really special player. So who's your favorite player on the current team? I'd have to say Xander Bogarts. Um, he's, he's a good guy, class act. Um, I think it's, uh, it speaks to his intelligence that he speaks four languages, plays great defensive shortstop, um, can hit for average, can hit for power, and is a clutch hitter and good clubhouse guy, too. Nice. Bogey's one of my favorite players as well. Now, how did you become a Red Sox fan? Well, that's a funny story. I grew up in southwestern Connecticut, which is Yankee territory, but I went to Catholic school, and one of my school teachers was a nun, Sister Anne, who was a big Red Sox fan, and she'd always talk about the Red Sox and, and how they were better than the Yankees. So not knowing any better... I became a Red Sox fan in 1978, and of course, um, we all know that year they started out really well, and um, we know what happened at the end of that year, but by the end of that year, I was hooked, and um, in 1979, I was the biggest Red Sox fan going. Great story. So, the Red Sox are just plain out not good right now. We can agree on that? Oh, of course. Yeah. So, they gotten swept by the Rays and the Yankees lost one to the Phillies, and finally pulled out a win yesterday's game. Their pitching only gave up three runs, and Kyle Hart had a bounce-back start after giving up five earned runs in his last game versus the Rays. The bullpen last night was brilliant, giving up only one run over five and a third innings and allowing just one hit. Their offense was even better, including a three-hit game for Rafael Devers while driving in three and a two-hit game for Mitch Moreland. The Red Sox take on the Orioles tonight as they look to win two straight. And let me ask you, how do you think that this game against the Phillies will impact the rest of the season for the Red Sox? 
as they eventually had broken their nine-game skid with the win last night? Well, I'm not sure it impacts the rest of the season in any significant way. Um, it's good to see them win a game, of course. It's good to see the offense get on track. And it's good to see the pitching come around. Um, but it is only one game. Um, they have played pretty badly up to this point, um, really in, in all facets of the game, pitching, um, offense, and defense. Um, and, and I think, you know, really this series against the Orioles, who have become somewhat of a surprise team this year, is really a litmus test for them. Um, does this team have the fight and will to compete? Um, or is it going to be more of the, of the same that we've seen over the last week and a half? Now, in MLB news yesterday, Trevor Bauer showed his cleats, which featured the words Free Joe Kelly and a Joe Kelly pouty face regarding the eight-game suspension of Joe Kelly when he threw at two Astros heads in a few, game a few weeks ago when the MLB threatened to discipline Trevor Bauer, including a possible ejection if he wore those cleats. What are your thoughts about that situation? Well, I think any player is free to express his opinion on what's going on in the game. Um, however, when you take that to the field, you're really disrespecting Major League Baseball. You're disrespecting the commissioner if, if you show up with cleats. Um, with that on the on the um, written on the cleats, um, you know he can he can go out in the press and say he disagrees with it, but you really can't take that on the field. Now, many people believe that Trevor Bauer would make a great commissioner because Ron Manfred has given no punishments to the Astros for the cheating scandal, and people think Trevor Bauer would actually do something about it. Do you think that he would make a better commissioner? It's, it's hard to say. You know, I don't know Trevor Bauer personally. Um, I know he has some radical opinions. Um, speaking to the, to the Astro situation that you alluded to, I would say, you know, Rob Manfred did punish the Astros. Um, he levied significant suspensions against, um, or significant suspension against um, A.J. Hinch and a significant fine against the organization. And of course that led to the departure of AJ Hinge from the organization as well as their general manager. What he did not do is vacate their title and he did not discipline the players themselves. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure how you actually do that after the fact. Um, it's, it's really unprecedented and it's really a difficult decision. I think, you know, you really need to punish the organization. The one thing I guess he, he could have done is vacate their title. Um, but that's really a, a pretty drastic step. Now, also, Tigers 2018 number one overall pick, Casey Mize, recorded his first major league start and strikeout, while Jordan Alvarez, reigning AL Rookie of the Year, was announced to have season-ending knee surgery. And, you know, I'm sure... Every one of you has heard about the Fernando Tatis situation where he was swung at a 3-0 count and hit a grand slam. I can't even contemplate why that has created so much controversy. But what are your insights to that t debate? Well, specifically on the Fernando Tatis debate, um, I'm on the side of, listen, this is not high school baseball. This is not Little League. This is Major League Baseball. 
these are professional athletes competing against professional athletes. Um, a seven-run lead late in the game in this day and age of offensive baseball is not insurmountable. Um, I would say to the, to the people that are being critical of Fernando Tatis swinging on a 3-0 pitch, um, if the other team were willing to lay their bats down and walk out of the ballpark and forfeit the game, um, go right ahead. But until they do that, if they're going to attempt to come back in the game, then, you know, Fernando Tatis and whatever team certainly has the right to add to their lead. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, speaking of Tatis and the Padres, um, what team or teams do you think have been the most surprised this season? Well, the Padres have been, an, I would say, a, a mild surprise. I think they were expected to compete to a certain degree. Um, the Orioles have been a surprise team. The Tigers started out a as a surprise team, but, of course, they've faltered lately, losing eight of their last ten. Um, in fact, I think eight in a row at this point. Um, I would say one of the biggest surprise teams on the negative side is, in fact, the Red Sox. Um, we all knew that their pitching wasn't going to be very good, but I think they've been a huge disappointment swinging the bats and, and certainly in the field as well. Yeah, I agree with that. So as the Red Sox continue to scuffle, Ken Rosenthal reports that the Red Sox believes Xander Bogarts is extremely important to the Red Sox rebuild. What do you think about that statement? Oh, I totally agree. Um, I think the Red Sox obviously do need to rebuild, but you're not going to rebuild all 25 players. Xander Bogarts is signed to a long-term extension with contract terms that are favorable to the ball club. Um, you know, he and Rafael Devers are going to be cornerstones of that organization for years to come, along with players like Christian Vasquez and possibly Alex Verdugo and uh, potentially others. So um, those are really your, your key players in the organization. Yeah, I agree with that. And I personally would have three untouchables on this team. I would include Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, and Alex Verdugo. You know, although Devers has had a slow start to the season, he's heated up over the past two games, going 6-9 for nine against the Phillies, and will be a key piece of this team for years to come. I believe J.D. would be a good player to trade, as he has an opt-out next season. And maybe they could think about trading someone like Mitch Moreland or Christian Vasquez for a number two starter behind Nathan Avaldi. Who would you want the Red Sox to trade for, and who would they trade for, in your opinion? Well, I guess, first of all, I would include Christian Vasquez in the list of untouchable players. Um, it's, it's really hard to find a premier catcher in, in this game. Um, I think he's arguably the best catcher in the American League all the way around. He's an exceptional defensive catcher. He's got a great arm. Um, and in the last year or two, he's shown, he, you know, he can swing the bat with the best of them. So I think he's certainly a player to build around. I would not include him in a trade. Um, regarding your question about who the Red Sox would trade for, um, and specifically in who, who they might trade off the team, you know, J.D. Martinez, as you mentioned, he does have an opt-out clause after the season. And, of course, this year is, is unique with the COVID pandemic. And the uncertainty surrounding um, the, the conclusion of the season, 
I wonder which teams would be able to take a chance or would want to take a chance on signing J.D. Martinez for a month to propel them to the playoffs. Um, you wonder if maybe a team like Baltimore, for example, um, if, if Baltimore thinks that J.D. Martinez might, might put them over the hump. You know, it would have to be a team that would be a surprise team this year that would feel like maybe they could steal a championship this year. Um, regarding the return, you know, these are unprecedented times. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the Red Sox would get in return, what other teams are willing to offer. Um, you know, I certainly I think that would go a long way towards, you know, informing them of, of which players they wanted to trade and which players they wanted to pursue. The other part of that question is, are the Red Sox building for 2021 or are they building for beyond 2021? Because, you know, you wonder, for example, what the timeline of Chris Sale is returning. So if you look, if you look ahead to next year, 2021, and you've got Sale returning in, say, let's say May or June, uh, presuming a healthy Erod, Evaldi, does the addition of, you know, a mid-level starting pitcher put them over the top and make them make them a contender again, you know, or is potentially Sale not available for the rest of the season? Is you know, God forbid, um, Erod's heart issue going to be a long-term thing, and are they potentially building for 2022 and beyond? So, the answers to those questions kind of remain to be seen and. Without the inside track to the organization and I am Bloom and his staff, um, it's really, really hard to comment. Yeah, you know, I've seen reports that the Indians are willing to trade someone like Mike Clevenger or Zach Plesak. Um, How would you think the, that they would do in the Red Sox organization? Oh, I, I would welcome either one of those players to the Red Sox organization. Um, they're both young, full of promise. Um, I'm not sure what uh, Clevenger status is in terms of controllable, but you know I think he has a few years con of control left on him, team control that is. Certainly, Police Act does. Um, I think what they did in terms of violating the the COVID protocols, you know, they certainly got called to you know, called to the carpet and taken a task by not only the organization but their own teammates. And you just hope these young guys have learned a lesson from that. So, if the Red Sox pry either one of those players from the Indians for a modest return, um, certainly, you know, I'd, I'd look at that. Any other thoughts on maybe who they should trade or trade for? Well, again, it, it depends on the health of the players and it depends on the long-term strategy for rebuilding this organization. Are they looking for 2021 help or are they looking for 2022 and beyond? So are they looking for immediate major league ready players and frontline starters or are they looking for um premier prospects and maybe you trade some of your some of your veteran players away you know in terms of who they might trade away um you know jackie bradley jr comes to mind um he's a guy that i i really admire both on the field and off but we all know you know while while jackie is a premier defensive player he's been quite incon inconsistent at the plate when he's hot there's nobody better but of course he's he's wildly inconsistent and if he could find a hitting coach or an instructor of some type that could look at some video and and figure out what he's doing when he's going well you know you look at for example the 2018 alcs where he was mvp against the astros um that's a prime example of when he's going well 
And and conversely, you know, what is he doing when he's, you know, those months where he bats 150 or so? You know, his, his head is pulling off the ball and he's all out of sorts mechanically at the plate. You know, if he could get more consistent, consistency in his game, you know, if there's a team that thinks they could fix him, quote unquote, um, you know, he might bring a good return. But I'd, I'd, I'd really hate to see him go because he does have still so much potential in my eyes. Yeah, he really does. Um, thank you all for listening and tune in next week.